I know Bronwyn's dressed up as a witch. I'm trying to figure out if uh, if Wade is dressed up or not. I don't know. He brought his mustache. Huh? He brought his mustache. It looks like he's dressed up as a a, a sock, like uh, a soccer po- soccer coach, level two sock, level two sock. What? <laughs> the sock manager just like had a day with an IR engagement. Forensic imaging took three hours. They said they blocked the IP, but then you know what? IPs yeah, get blocked. They, they, they never did. They did. And we have Mike. Mike is a Mr. Robot, which is awesome. And we have. What do we have? That's Mr. Robot. Oh, I thought I thought he was Monopoly guy. That's what I. That one's Mr. Robot. Monopoly guy. (laughs) Do not same thing. Go. Yeah, there's the guy fox mask, but that's a play on the guy fox mask. (laughs) All right, are we ready to kick it and bring up the crooked finger? Let's do it. Kick it. Do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to another edition of Black Hills Information Security talking about news. So we literally all just read the news for the show today, like five minutes before the show started. So it's going to be a bumpy ride today. So like buckle up. It's going to be awesome. Um, I am joined as always. I've got Corey is here. Um, we also have Ryan who makes us look look and just feel good too. We got BSD Bandit. Yep, yep. Mike, as always, thank you very much for joining. Uh, Bronwyn, oh my God, Ralph has hair. Um, that's not Ralph. That's a. Not- <laughs> I don't think it's an darling. We have Ian, who's a bear. I think we got a trash. trash it's a raccoon. It says it in the name. It's a raccoon. Okay, we got Ted Hasco. We got we got a hash. Haxo, Haxo, Ted Haxo. It's like lasso. No, no. Man, like no I don't even watches. know who works here, no, John. No one watches Apple TV nowadays. I feel like this is a golden it's been show. A long week. Oh, <laughs> Take it from here. I'm gonna go get some it's coffee. Been a long week. It's Monday. <laughs> Monday. Well, so I, so okay. The first the first story is this is why I haven't used encryption. I've just been using HTTP for years, and this is why. Because there's vulnerabilities in encryption. That's why you should never use it. Just go clear text over the internet. What could go I wrong? Just, I base 64 everything. No one knows how to get rid of that. You know, Just quick base 64. You're good. Don't worry about it. That is, that is good. You don't use DES? No, no. Why? What's, what's ba- wrong with base 64? What's wrong? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, if chocolatey can use it, I can use it. You know, it everything. works. Perfect. Every, everything. Well, yeah. Why don't we just go back to just only using web? Yeah. And wireless. <laughs> well, well, I mean, web's a good example of bad crypto. So <laughs> no, web just had too many numbers. That's why. What it made, just, it was too what many made web bad? I always love asking people what made web bad, and it's funny because they always try to come down it's like well it uses debts that that was why it's like no it literally made every single bad crypto decision <laughs> it all converged in a perfect storm on wireless or wired equivalency protocol and uh yeah that's why it was so bad but it is equivalent to wired in that it's it not very secure maybe it's a little more secure than, i don't but, know to be fair wireless was never really designed to be secure in the first place it was supposed but to be neither, an extension of the network. Neither was the internet. Neither <laughs> was, neither was <laughs> RPC. <laughs> technically, if we go to RPC, that wasn't supposed to be secure either. Like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. What kind of a-hole would try to exploit these things? 
So, <laughs> well, I don't know who who found the open SSL vulnerable that we're actually need to let's talk, talk about. about that. So, the open SSL vulnerability, Ryan, I'm going to share with you the article. Oh, he's already got it. There we go. It's kind of funny. The open SSL vulnerability is is very mathy, um, and it basically has to do with memory corruption based on what type of execution path you're going to be going through and like validating certificates. Um, but specifically, it is an OpenSSL version 3.0.4, and it specifically impacts systems that have the AVX512 instruction set, which is Advanced Vector Extensions, um, which is basically extensions from uh, 32-bit ported over to 64-bit. And it's funny because uh, reading the article by Guido, and I'm going to share that link real quick here, where he's talking about the actual vulnerability and walks through it. If you read through the whole entire thing, right, like RSAZ 1012, RSC 512, dual 1024, RSAZ, default constant time Montgomery, Montgomery modular exponent. Like if you're reading all of this and you're like, yes, this all makes sense to me. I need you to send an email to jobs at blackhillsinfosec.com. <laughs> <laughs> that email address is jobs at blackhillsinfosec.com. And, uh, but basically, whenever you get down to the bottom, he basically says, yes, let R to the power or R1 be allocated space, which the attacker can read and write. For an example, internal TLS state, whose value is set to an extent determined in how the attacker conducts the handshake. Point is, they can read and write memory on a computer system. And apparently there is some debate inside of the OpenSSL team about whether or not this is a security vulnerability. And I think it's adorable how the people in the OpenSSL project are like, we shouldn't call it a security vulnerability unless we know that it can actually be exploited in the wild. It's like <laughs> writing to memory that you're not supposed to write to. Just assume that there's a young budding version of HD more out there that's just getting excited about writing an exploit for this. So there, there is, is a mitigation for this attack. <laughs> you know that, right? So AVX 512 <laughs> is getting removed from all the new Intel CPUs. They are getting rid of it, just taking it out. So just yeah. get a new CPU. There you go. Done. You don't have to worry about any legacy architecture, any ar legacy hardware out there. Like, no, got, no, no, no. It's upgrade season, guys. You, you read my mind. It's upgrade season. That, a four, 40 series, we're good to go. Yeah. Go get all one of those eight terabyte drives. devices that are out there, just, <laughs> just replace them all. Uh, right <laughs> is this a Cisco device running on a Celeron? Yes, it is. And you're paying $40,000 for it. Right. Next question. I, uh, well, that this process worked about as well. Uh, for what was it, Meltdown and uh, what was the other one, Spectre? Hartley it's like, yeah, Spectre, well, we, we, yeah, we can't turn it off. We can turn off the microcode, but yeah, your CPU's basically going to lose 20% efficiency. Good luck, cloud people. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see that error, do you want to take a 20% hit? I'm like, uh, no, actually, I think I'm going to go ahead and take the vulnerability. I paid for yeah. the whole yeah. CPU. I want to use it. I don't care about vulnerabilities. <laughs> My CPU, I, I, and I want to use it now. Something, something I shouldn't say. I've already had one executive that I talked to who wasn't a customer, just somebody that I was talking to that had some general questions about security. And he said, with this new vulnerability, I think we just need to find everything that's using OpenSSL and just remove it from our environment. If we're running Microsoft, <laughs> we're fine, right? And I'm like, oh, dear God, no. Mm. So the whole internet runs on OpenSSL and it's literally developed by like five guys in their parents' basements. Um, so good luck in at that. Red Hat. Their well, parents' basements Hat, at right? Red Hat. Uh, I think the bigger question is, is how many people since SSL 3 
only came out last year, are actually up on that. If you take a look at a lot of the running systems out there, if you've got your inventory, many of them, and I forget which site went ahead and posted a listing of OSs, most of them are running still SSL 1.1 versions. So we're secure. We haven't even up there. Yeah. We got oh, that. This is only now. affecting three and above. So yeah, the question so we're good. is, is where's So that? once again, I think, Mike, the lesson that people need to learn is don't patch, don't update. <laughs> and don't use OpenSSL. Just use HTTP. Don't don't worry about Can it. Can I put you on that, John? No, I mean, what my concern is is that you're going to get execs that are going to be overly worried about it, and people are just going to haphazardly upgrade and create more problems on their internal networks. What? Well, no. It's like yeah, right. it's like what Blake said, right? It's just log for J all over again. PTSD. What's actually going to happen? Like... It's actually, I think it's well, log for J. I think is definitely in there, but I actually think it might be closer to the Heartbleed. Yes, uh, right. that's exactly oh, what yeah. I was going to say. Is yeah. the uh, Internet Storm Center? The first line of it was: some of you may be old enough to remember Heartbleed, and I said, "Oh, oh, God, no." Yeah. <laughs> you were know? like, I remember before there, Heartbleed. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring back right. Blaster. Oh my God, 03026. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> What's probably unfortunately going to happen is there's going to be, everyone's going to be like, okay, can we patch this? And all the admins are going to be like, we don't have a patch. There's no patch for Cisco. There's no patch for Linux, whatever Linux we're using. There's no patch. Unless we're on like, you know, so we're rolling pretty much kernel. Screwed? Yes, we're pretty much screwed. <laughs> Next question. Um, Where's the POC at? That's what I want to know. Where's the GitHub POC? See, well, that's the same like... bullshit. So that's the same thing that happened with DNS and Dan Kaminsky, right? Speaking of ancient vulnerabilities, back in 2008, there was a bunch of people that were like, well, I'm not patching it unless there's proof that there's an exploit. And this was after Metasploit had released modules exploiting it. And before he gave his talk, there were still vendors that were like, we're not patching unless we know it's an exploit. Their quote was, from AT&T, we don't patch because Dan Kaminsky tells us to do so, mm. right? And when you look through the GitHub comments for this particular vulnerability, oh, it's a kitty, I feel better. <laughs> but for this particular vulnerability, we're seeing the same thing where people are like, well, I don't think we should list it as a security vulnerability until we know it's exploited. By the time it's exploited, it's too damn it's late. Too late. Yeah, <laughs> but but Cloudflare will save us all, right? Cloudflare yeah, will be Cloudflare like, will we save. got you, oh, fam. Yeah. Somehow mm. we figured out how to patch this at the network level. Mm. Yeah, Jack Crow. Oh, there's episode. there's a kitty. Definitely not. It's a definitely not a cat. And that's the look on the sysadmins' faces when you say patch. Right there. <laughs> right there, they're like, "No, I'm not." No, um, but not no we, we we talked about BSD was talking about uh, Blaster, right? Yeah, and the same type of bullshit back then. It was like, "Well, we're not going to yeah. patch until there's an exploit." It's like, "Oh dear God, there's a there's a worm." <laughs> Came back in 08067 with Conficker. Sorry, my German yeah. friends. We saw that we're not going to patch unless there's an. Oh my God! Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. bleed. Uh, then what were some of the other ones that we had? Okay, Log4j. You can look at all this, and it's just funny because I like that meme. It's like, ain't nothing going to happen. Uh, this is just going to be something Ralph and Corey will be using to exploit environments for the next 10 years uh, for people to be like, well, we're we supposed to patch that? I don't know. Shellshock was a great one. Yep. Uh, Mikhail yeah. Zelensky, Google yeah. security research. Or is it going to be like Poodle? Is it going to yeah. be like Poodle? Oh, God, is it going to be like Poodle where it's like, I still don't really know how to do it. If I had nation state level resources, I could probably do it, but... <laughs> But how many times have we seen Poodle exploited in the wild, though? Or zero. 
I, I, well, the uh, NSA is probably doing it, but they're no, probably the only the, ones. I don't even read my mind. I spent a whole day, John, one time looking for a way to exploit it. And you know what I came up with? Nothing. Not, the internet gave me nothing. <laughs> it was zero things. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, the internet always gives you possible. something. It may not be saying. what you think you want, but it always gives you what you need, bro. He found a reason to rebuild his system. He found a reason to, yeah, he, he found a virus that he ran and then re, had to rebuild his VM after yeah, that. Yeah, he had to rebuild You know how many times I shelled my own box looking for the POC? It was ridiculous. <laughs> you know what? Screw it. This, I, stop right there. Stop right there. What I want to do is I want to jump straight into this next news story because I think it's relevant right here. GitHub, GitHub hijack attack. So here's, here's, here's the way that you do this. If you're an evil person, based on what Ralph and Corey were saying, what you do, you find the unexploitable vulnerabilities like Poodle, Oracle padding attack. And then you literally create a GitHub repository of exploits that are already combined into an executable format. <laughs> you, know, oh, God. you just need to run this executable, like just run the name of the executable and the name of the IP or yeah. the IP address yeah. that you're targeting. And we we'll compiled exploit. it to make it easier. We compiled it to make it easier. <laughs> it will exploit every pen testing firm on the planet within a week. Do not submit yeah. to Virus Total, please. Do, Do not, not submit to Virus Total. Yeah, this is for research only. Somebody mm. did that a while ago. I forget who, which vulnerability it was, but they built a fake POC. Yeah. Uh, was it, was it right? No, man. Somebody built a fake POC and it was exactly that. It was to see how many security firms would pick up on it. And mm -hmm. a bunch did. They're like POC in the wild. And they're like, this does nothing. It loads a meme. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't but it's wildly <laughs> tweeting it, did it? You, um, <laughs> plenty of people. Yeah, on oh, the website man. too, on the Git repo, you just put a README <laughs> and then an actually like a compiled file. And everyone's like, oh, well, it must be, you know, it must be open source. Look, I can see that. Well, I mean, I literally got to download it. I got to execute it first. I'm, I, I, I want to do it. I want to do it so bad. But, and I, and I'm absolutely convinced that me of 20 years ago would have totally have done this and it would have been just fine. But today, I'd have all these people like on my ass. They'd be like, how dare you do this? This is actually a malicious attack. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no, we're making it a point. And but I'd be a able song. to speak at DEF CON after getting out of prison. That would be good. Yeah. You wouldn't lose your job, so there's That'd that. Be a good talk. See, that's the concept part of proof of concept. Yep, exactly. I mean, exactly. What part of POC do you not understand? <laughs> yeah, like, and you can literally put in the readme, like what it is. <laughs> All right. So, it is raining beacons. It's raining beacons. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, all right. So, back to this GitHub story. So, basically, some researchers found a flaw in GitHub where basically you could stand up. Uh, it's basically namespace collision. They call it repo jacking, um, where you could redirect people into GitHub repositories that they wouldn't normally go to. Which, once again. Totally like what we were just talking about. And I, I'm just wondering, do you, do you start to think that maybe we're trusting GitHub just a little too much <laughs> in the industry with this stuff? I just, I'm just wondering if I'm missing something. Oh, look, it's a cat. I feel oh, better. I mean, GitHub has a no malware policy, so I don't see how this is possible, right? Yeah. What's the definition of malware, then? Is when Corey talks, it's, it, it seems like it's the thoughts of the cat. 
Like right. <laughs> <laughs> everything like, is fine. I'm just gonna be a cat. That's my sys admin strategy. There we go. <laughs> and he says it's just totally the cat. By the way, we're totally loopier than normal because of Halloween. Yes. Um, it's Halloween. What? It's- oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear God. <laughs> he might have ran that POC. He may have ran that POC, yeah. I mean, this this is like supply chain uh, supply chain buzzword, right? Oh, it's GitHub's in our supply chain, and this exploit's on GitHub, so it's technically like a vulnerability in our you know, pipeline or whatever. That's the scary thing. You're right, security cat. You're right. By the way, did anybody see the... I, I don't know. I think it was Gartner's upcoming like trends of 2023. It was interesting from the buzzword bingo. Ooh. I gotta find it. Were cyber cats on there? There was. There should have been. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a manager article to me. Something that hey, did you get this? All right, here and we go. Like, here we go. It's like okay, please so, enter your so job title to continue. <laughs> I, I, I've got to share this. We're just going off ramp because the kitty, kitty is inspiring me. Um, so it's basically like Gardner identifies the top ten strategic technology trends for twenty twenty three. Ooh, it's like the strategic technology trends of 2023 <laughs> are built around three themes optimize Ooh. scale and pioneer where technologies can help organize optimize resilience okay so here we go so in pioneer here we go these are the things that they think are going to define 2023 the first thing right out of the gate which if i was a sane human being i would stop reading at that point metaverse Yes. So, th- so, how we got to start doing the news in the metaverse? That? Let's do the news in the metaverse. I got metaverse yes. news. We do it right now. They like totally like like stepped in it right there. The next one was a super app. I mean, what the what the what the hell is a super app? It's a single pane uh, of glass that puts all your apps. And yes, yes. Have you not seen <laughs> Avengers <laughs> Endgame? Have, have you not? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So just app. like seriously. It's like oh. almost all examples of super apps are mobile apps. The concept can be applied to desktop client applications like Microsoft. <laughs> but but see, John, it's simple because it's just an app, a platform, and an ecosystem in one. Everyone knows one. what that means. <laughs> but I've never once, security cat, ever once have I had anybody refer to Microsoft Teams as a super <laughs> app. Like, it's or a platform <laughs> or an ecosystem or an ecosystem it's, so, it's none of those things i now. have seen some of these super apps out there where they're like we can solve every one of your problems just pay us right like just one app yeah. that's it one app. was it oh. what's what's the wechat oh my god all right that's we a super going. app that's a, <laughs> things, it just spies on you too like, like can they make like, ai work how are you going to adapt it if you just do it work and isn't self-adapting AI bad? I mean, I don't want to get into Elon Musk today because oh you know, god, then we'll have to go on to Twitter. Oh, this is an if statement with an else. Yeah, so that one's bad. <laughs> then optimize. They actually like seriously. Someone had to be joking at Gartner. Like, reach yeah. out to me. I'm not hard to find because if you're trolling, this is next level shit. Like digital <laughs> no, immune no, no, system. No. John. John. They got the bad Halloween candy. Or, or, no, no, no. They do not. They got the good Halloween candy. They got the good Halloween candy. That that, that candy they tell you not to, that that all your children are going to get. And that's the one. Yep, that's it. I think it was written by AI. That's why it's written by can we get a meme of like can we get a meme on the screen of what is it the masters of the universe tripping balls meme 
Like hey, that's the government <laughs> headquarters right now. They're all just like, yeah. so where can we, where do we go? Where do we go after digital immune system? Applied observability? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> they call it logs. What is happening They call here? that logs. Oh Can't my confirm. God, right? Like usually <laughs> there's buzzword people. You guys are like next level game level. Is, is, does anyone, we, we, we all learned. An opium den for a bit. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen. Right. Right, a whole bottle of Malort. Right. Uh, I love how this is just setting Malort up everybody. Like our like our comments are exploding. We're all talking over each other. Like it this is next level shit. Like this is great. It really is. It, it is. We all learn. risk and security this. management. That actually, out of everything, everything, sounds the sanest. AI like, trust oh. sounds sane to you? What does that even mean? <laughs> That's what I mean, right? Isn't that weird? Is there already getting into the future of the problem? They're like, AI trust and risk management. You see, this wasn't an issue before, but if you applied the adaptive AI, you now have a new issue. <laughs> you need the trust AI to, to, to keep in the adaptive AI because that AI has trust. It's learned. You so have two it's fighting like, hey, AIs in your organization. It's two, a it's two AIs. AIs. The adaptive AIs. The only thing we have is Austin Powers cross mojo like like exploitation. <laughs> oh stuff. yeah. Hi, this is Gartner. Get your super app today. We got to keep going. Scale. They say industry cloud platforms. Like they offer a combination of SaaS platform as a service and infrastructure as a. I, I don't know. And Gartner by 2027 predicts that more than 50% of enterprise will use industry cloud platforms to accelerate their business initiative. Like, what the hell? We meet that now. Like over 50% of the companies on the planet are using cloud. Where's where's Gartner coming up with this stuff? Like, I just oh I'm calling it. Next time I'm doing vishing calls, I'm gonna pretend to be Gartner. I'm just gonna ask all kinds of questions. Hey, yeah, I'm with Gartner. Do you guys have adaptive AI risk modeling? No? Okay, you're gonna need to run this payload for me. Hello. My name is John Strand. I'm calling from partner. Would you be interested in something? All right. Hello. Hello. All right. Then the other one is wireless value realization. Like what? no simple technology will dominate enterprises. We'll use spectrum of wireless solutions for all environments. Mm. From Wi-Fi and what the hell? They predict by 2025, 60% of enterprises will be using five or more wireless technologies. At the same time, simultaneously, sure you can go to Vegas oh and get hooked up with that. You're like, hold right. on, let me NFC Bluetooth scan the Wi-Fi address and then use my flipper to unlock the door with my coffee. I don't. <laughs> One flipper is... to rule them all. Get your, get your super app today. Security sold separately. I, I, <laughs> holy, holy crap! We're only well, like twenty no, minutes I, into the show, and I'm already it, burnt out. Nailed it. You need one of the super apps run by platform oh. engineering to handle your wireless value realization that yeah. gets outsourced to your trusted AI. And well, yeah, but can can someone make like a super virus? Can Did, we make a super virus or something? It's like a super... A few years ago. Does infrared yeah, count as wireless? Maybe I thought that's they made a super virus called Da Vinci. 
Division. Oh. Yes, that was. In the I 80s. guess. Yeah, it's got to be a platform, an app, and a service. And it has to have a digital immune system with adaptive AI and, and trust yeah. AI and the trust AI. You I can't, do think can't. the digital immune system in particular is bad because we learned in 2020 no one understands how the immune system works. So yeah. we're oh, like, let's, let's, right. you get a let's make, yeah, let's make security more confusing by applying an analogy that no one understands what an immune system is in the first place, but now it's on security. It's like what? I just Infosec I, cat take a nap. You're raging. I can't wait <laughs> for the Twitter arguments that start arguing against subnet masking. That's going to be. That's, we don't need it anymore. I, so, <laughs> so one of the things I want to say, like we have to get off this article. We're just we're never. This is like a black hole. How many shirts do you have, Wade? Too it's many. It gets so he's hot. Like and I'm in San Angus, Diego. He's like the Angus Young of Infosec News right now. I'm like an onion. I just, just, just have layers. <laughs> so one of the things I want to say to Gartner is thank you. Because one of the big things that I always tell people is Gartner is full of shit. And I always get people all the time that are arguing with me about that. And they're like, what do you mean? Gartner is very respected in the industry. You've just given me an article that I can open up and I can share with anybody who disagrees with me on that. And I'm like, I'm going to read this and I want you to stop me when any of it makes any sense at all. I imagine you have a bookmark, like bookmark right folder where it's just it's, Garter and it's, it's just not <laughs> Wade. It's not a bookmark. It's my goddamn home screen. It's that important to me. Uh, we have this. It, it, it's, it's, it's glorious. Um, it's glorious. And I know it has to be a troll. Like it has to be a troll. Somebody's like, I I'm gonna put this so. up. No one's going to read this. And now it starts blowing up and they'll be like, Oh God, what did Steve do? What did you do, Steve? What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is written by our super app AI article creation AI. So uh we actually can't help you with that. Good luck. Security yeah. not included. Somewhere the gardener people sure just got to chill. They got to chill. They're like, John Strand's angry again. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, John's ranting? No one cares. Look at the cat. He doesn't care. Look at the cat. He shouldn't care either. Bronwyn said instant winner of buzzword bingo. It's not even buzzword bingo. It's like that three-dimensional chess they play on the Enterprise bingo. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, this is way beyond that. Oh, yeah. I think this is going into four-dimensional chess. Yeah, four, four. Screw it. Fold it. Fifth dimension. That's what we do. All right. Uh, hypercube. Uh, Buzzword yeah. hypercube. So we need to roll on. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Liz Truss's phone being hacked, and I don't know why I find this really, really funny, but I do because basically what happened is the like Kremlin spies hacked into her phone because she's literally the prime minister, right? And I can days. just imagine like how the conversation was in, in like, you know, Moscow. We're like, we've totally hacked into the prime minister's phone. We've got access to absolutely everything on her, on her phone and list trust. And then like literally within a few days, they're like, scratch that. She's no longer prime minister. Yeah. We got to do this all over again. New phone, Android this time. New phone, <laughs> Android. I just, <laughs> I, I can't. So what is it with nation state leaders and putting sensitive things on their phones. I mean, I guess if Gartner did say that wireless technologies would be converging and your phone has like five of them right now. At once. And then the big thing is they're saying that um, uh, the current prime minister is uh, Boris Johnson and he is, they, they believe that he's suppressing this story. I don't know. I just thought that that was kind of 
a weird story with detailed discussions about arm shipments on her phone, which seems to me like that's something that shouldn't be on one's phone. She accidentally linked I, her work device to her oh, okay. personal device. I'm surprised like, they don't just issue the prime ministers like a you know one of those like call boxes that they have to go into to like place a TARDIS. A TARDIS. A TARDIS. I think the DU Stead has like a, a, one of my favorite takes. I really hope someone gets yelled at for burning a zero day to exploit on 40 days of access for the prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, dang it. She doesn't have anything useful on here. Cause she already quit. So Eric, I, guess G I would said say I know a former politician that can loan them hammers to clean their phones. That's good. Those hammers are yeah. like 80 bucks a hammer though. That, those hammers aren't cheap. I know that as well. This does kind of talk tie into something that we talked about quite a bit on the show, which is like the Pegasus scary <laughs> malware, you know, like one click adware exploit type of deal where it's just like super scary. But yeah, I guess this is to be expected, right? If you're a head of state, you're just like, well, I don't click any links anymore, or at least you should. But it wouldn't matter, right? Because whenever we're looking at like NSO group and what they have, they have they have the ability to transmit zero click exploits to people's devices. I don't think NSO Group was behind this, but I, you would think that Russia would have that same type of capability. Um, by the way, uh, Blake pointed out someone suggested somebody suggests update your password every time the UK prime minister resigns. Telling <laughs> 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 you these jokes—they aren't going to get old. New, awesome. new, like, level yeah, don't up. do it every time there's a new queen, or because uh, that's no, going to last like a while. <laughs> <laughs> My password yeah. is exactly A. Because <laughs> back in my day, that was a secure password. Thank you, Dead Queen of England, with that oddly specific password. On, on that on that phone note, though, it's kind of I I can't help but think back to the first Obama administration when he was one of the first like tech presidents, and they were, they made such a big deal out of we've got to issue him a BlackBerry. It's got to go through the NSA. It's got to get all this different stuff, and then. What you know in the UK and one president later, it's like, yeah, use your crappy Android from like nine years ago. It's cool. Go ahead. Like, how is this happening? I don't understand. I so I, I kind of akin it to years ago, whenever I went into the classified world. Um, this would have been like 2005, I think, is whenever I started working in classified. Before I went into the classified world, we were spending all of our time hunting down personal email use and killing it with fire. And the reason why is because you couldn't protect it, right? Like you couldn't protect Yahoo Mail or Gmail or any of the emails that were out there. And it was like this pathway right into a court, right into our environment, a Department of Interior, and we were killing it with fire. Then I go into the SCIF, right? And the SCIF is like no internet connectivity. Everything's locked out and spend like three, four years in there doing SCIFI type things. And then I come out and literally every company that I see and I'm pen testing is allowing their users to go to private email providers. And the reason why was just ease of use. You try to shut down private email across an entire company. It sounds like a good idea until the executives can't get their kid's soccer schedule on their computer at work. So then they open it up for absolutely everybody. So I have a theory that like, you know, when you're looking at Obama and at that time, they're like locking everything down and then Trump shows up, right? And we know that Trump was a nightmare whenever it came to trying to lock down his phones. I mean, Republican media and liberal media were both like, Trump likes his phone. The dude is tweeting in the middle of the night. That's just kind of what Trump does. And it broke them over time. 
So I have a theory that it's kind of like that. You had a good idea and implementation of computer security, but over time, like whether you're a prime minister or you're the president or anybody, like they just get sick and tired of putting up with all these restrictions and they wake up one morning and they're like, wait, I'm the president of the United States. I'm the prime minister. I don't have to listen to that IT geek. And then they don't. That's my thing. Yeah. yeah I, it sounds you, like you alert didn't fatigue. have me until that last line. And then I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I do, you know, save the, save the hook for the end. Um, Timmy, Tim J said, I love the skiff. No random emails, no phone calls, no windows. I actually worked in a skiff that did have windows and it was kind of cool because they vibrated. Um, that's a long story. I will say anecdotally, most of the orgs that we test, at least from my experience, do actually not allow personal email. They actually have like Typically, they'll have like an exclusion group where they're like, these executives are allowed to their personal emails. Like, seriously, they'll have a group with like <laughs> no, eight people yeah. in it. And that just shows that they don't care, right? It's like policy yeah. policies. I think that's a lot. Policies. It's that's that varies across uh, international boundaries as well, right? So, from what I've found, Ooh. European users are actively use computers a little bit more freer than Americans, whereas in like, this is your personal app. This is your company's asset. In Europe, it's much different. Like they're allowed, I think it's in GDPR. I'm not, don't quote me on it, but they're allowed a personal folder on their computer where they can put personal stuff and you're only allowed to go in there with very like specific rules. Like if an antivirus file triggers in that folder, that's the only time you're allowed. And usually it's via through some type of automation. A human can't view huh. it. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that from the European side of it. Um, executives, everyone is equal, but some people are more equal than others. And then at the end, the pigs look like the people and the people look like the pigs. So <laughs> love the yeah. animal farm reference. China uses one, two, six com for everything, business, per personal and extracurricular. That's good to know. <laughs> um, now companies use mobile device management for company stuff, but the open on the part, see, I don't see a lot of companies using mobile device management, like when we're pen testing or at the very least, we're right. not allowed to go after it. You just don't see like because I might have been breaking that rule a lot because I always go after it. <laughs> it's like one of my, it's one of my favorite targets. Yeah, because a certain vendor who will rename remain nameless first of all has a certificate template that gets instant DA at most companies, and second of all allows single factor registration. So I just type in my credentials that I guessed, and I have their entire email and calendar invites and their password manager and all that stuff on on my. Totally not a burner iPhone. I didn't even think not about the password iPhone. manager part. Great. Oh, man, uh, I hate. <laughs> I don't know who this definitely not a cat is, but they know something. I got they do. <laughs> they do. That cat gets around. That cat gets around. That cat is ruthless. And I want to like right like, outside your door and not testify. How, how All right, somebody pick the next story. I picked the last few of them. Like, we've got we've got some fun ones, but nothing oh, wow. crazy. I gotta open. I have three cats. <laughs> Two are up. Two are up for adoption. If you're in the uh, Oregon area, please let but me know. Exactly, I'll give you one exactly of these cats. You have cam reviews on all of them currently. He's got like, cat cams. I've, I've got cat cams. You don't have cat cams, Ian? I guess not. No. <laughs> As Ian's like crap. He got me with the one <sighs> thing I don't have. Right. That's right. Hey, there we go. Um, somebody wants a cat. There. There we go. We got it. All right. I'll ship it to you. Just send me your address. What's this? <laughs> Ship it. Wait, I gotta open the news. Which one are we going to here? Oh, this is the security research. This is like someone wrote some uh, malware and then put I in uh, that it's 
like they're uh, masquerading as security researchers and then put actual names of real people and said, if you want to be unencrypted, reach out to these people. And I think, keep scrolling down, the, the news source who's reporting on this is in it. Oh, no, no, go, go scroll back up, back up. The, the note. This is these are the, the, the ransom the, note tells you the, the ransom note the, the white Abram. the white with Literally, the text they put in Lawrence Abrams name in it they put yeah they said contact Lawrence Abrams for the to decrypt <laughs> I so, yeah once again I think the theme of the show today is trolling and next level yeah. trolling and that's some next level trolling yeah how would you not make an article about this like is I don't even. Like, I mean, can you imagine this? Like, you just get a random message. You're just like, someone's like, "Hey, my computer's locked. I'm sending you Bitcoin." You're like, "Whoa, hold on there, buddy." <laughs> yeah, yeah just straight, straight to this key. wallet. <laughs> I wonder how many, uh, like, how many DMs they got on Twitter that had a lot of explicitives, uh, like, like rolled into it. So this is what this is a false flat, or this is just a way to like, is yeah. this the new denial of service? You just tell everyone to contact these people, uh, and like millions of people get locked, and then they just keep getting contacted. They can't like read their email or anything. I don't know. It's like, and you know that people won't react well. You'd be like, look, the, the hackers just added in my name. They're messing with you, and people will be like, well, your name's in here, and I demand answers. <laughs> it, 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 it's Some CSO is like, you locked half our company. He's like, no, I didn't. I swear. <laughs> How many lawyers contacted him? That's going to be a real thing. The unfortunate thing, this could set a really bad precedent where obviously the researchers are causing these malicious actors pain. So they're just sharing the pain by false attribution. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of a good point. Yeah. I, yeah. I, oh, yes. <laughs> they're sharing the pain, of course. God, we're just going through. This is like the weirdest, weirdest show. <laughs> Um, but you know, the other thing that would make me uncomfortable is if my name was in there, it'd be like, crap, they know who I am. Like, this is probably out of all the things they could do to make your life miserable. This is probably one of the least impactful things that they could do. Well, that's it a, could lot, be like a what lot worse. What's that, Ian? Well, I was going to say, that's a lot like what happened to Jake. He tells that whole story on Darknet Diaries. So for those listening who don't know Jake Williams, uh, Malware Jake, he tells a fantastic story about how suddenly, um, a Shadow bunch brokers. of... Uh, yeah, uh, uh, foreign adversaries, let's just say, suddenly know who he is. And he had to have a bunch of very awkward conversations with his family about work that he had done in the past. And I won't tell the story because I don't want to get it wrong, but you can go check it out on Darknet Diaries. But yeah, basically the attackers are like, hey, we know who you are. Dude, it, oh. wasn't, it wasn't just his family. It was, it was literally he, he was getting calls from customers. He was getting calls from like other instructors at Sands. Like when he was outed, it was it was bad like yeah. he was out at hard yeah but there's yeah there's more to that story too as always but sure. but yeah once again they knew who he was and he was basically set up and like i said that that's and even he has said you know it's funny i've asked jake you know with everything that happened and it did help his career like we've had conversations like it totally helped his career was it worth it and i think it's interesting because every time i've talked to jake and i brought that up Every time he said, the answer is no. And the reason why he said the answer is no is because all the things that happened, if it was just it, that would be fine, right? That He wouldn't worry about it. But it's the stuff he doesn't know, the stuff that's still in the future, the stuff that may still happen. That's the stuff that bothers him the most. And I think that that's kind of interesting. I think the other thing that's really crazy is the whole disinformation thing. Like, It is definitely possible that someone just releases a bunch of information about you that isn't even true, but how many people are going to corroborate it depending on how inflammatory it is, 
how many people are going like it's it's it becomes a race between you and the trolls and if well, the troll farm is larger than yeah. you can handle and, i don't know years ago in the industry like right around like right after 2000 or so it was a very very common theme to basically quote unquote out people as pedophiles there were some people in the industry that were very 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 well known um that were arrested for pedophilia and things like that but it became kind of like pre 4chan quote unquote joke to play on people where they would literally do that um and then there was also some things with some very 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 sensitive chat messages were released with some people um that are actually fairly high profile in the industry and they were legit chat messages but that was kind of what was done back then like pre-doxing before it actually became a thing and yeah it actually caused massive reputational harm to people in the industry wait um, messages can be faked that's impossible How, how could saw, messages uh, be faked? You can't just edit HTML source code. I'm just kidding. No, no you can't. We saw this okay. with uh, with Sony too, right? All the Sony execs had all their messages and emails released by theoretically North Korea, and that caused yep. a lot of harm to them. Uh, there's a good example of this, of a defense against this, was uh, Macron's com- campaign got word that they were going to be hacked, and they didn't want emails to get released because there may be sensitive information, so they filled their boxes with fake emails loads of them oh and documents don't forget documents documents. (laughs) so people wouldn't know what was real and what was fake and then therefore they couldn't publish it that was it was an interesting deception move that i don't you don't hear about the other thing that was really interesting about that is what was the name of the website god i completely forgot the name of the website where they released everything wikileaks was it WikiLeaks? WikiLeaks. it It was wikileaks so it was interesting because when wikileaks posted on twitter almost immediately the campaign responded back with saying hey a whole bunch of that data is fake and then WikiLeaks responded with, we haven't even posted all of it. How do you know some of it's fake this quickly? And then WikiLeaks had to come back and say, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, some of this stuff is fake. And like you said, it completely killed any news story and any data that came out of that entire trove of emails. It just nuked it. No, but no reporter would touch any of it after that point. So, so John, I'm going to send you an email about our new space program we're starting up at BHIS. Just hit approve when you uh, see that email. Uh, this is a disinformation right. campaign. Once again, that's my role here, Corey. Thank you. <laughs> that's what I do. I I'm honestly here. wonder, like, should you just fill up your GitHub with like fake stuff? I mean, it's like canaries almost. It's like uh, fill up disinformation. You know, you're going to get compromised. Should you just fill up like a bunch of fake credit cards in like a database called like totally real database? I don't know. So I, I put canaries I in my get. I put canaries in my GitHub just to see how many like people would hit. So like AWS keys and stuff like that. And it still hits every now and then. Like it just randomly, like someone comes, stumbles across it and tries to log in on it. It was more of just as an experiment to see if it would just like automatically get destroyed. I'd have to turn it off, but it's fun stuff. I'm trying to find the, uh, I'm trying to find the article. It was on the old Paul.com uh, website before we got away from that much security weekly. Um, but I literally had a, a blog post that I did that was like, dear future hackers. And it was like, congratulations, you've hacked security weekly. Well done. We're all very, very proud of you. And you've <laughs> showed immense skill in identifying the shortcomings of what we did. And it basically went on and said something to the effect of, you know, you should use your powers for good, not evil. Contact us. And we'll give you a, like all this stuff. And I posted it as a dear future hacker thing. Security Weekly totally got hacked at one point, and we literally posted it and sent it to them. And it was kind of weird that we had done that in the past, and it kind of threw the attackers off, like like off base. Um, I've also been known back whenever I was doing server maintenance for BHIS, well in the before four times of BHIS, I would put little text files at the root of the C drive 
of our systems that were literally a little note that I would write to the hacker that would hack the website because I was like, it's just inevitable. It's going to happen. And <laughs> totally had somebody hack super happy fun time APT generation toolkit. And they literally contacted me and they were like, what, 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 what happened? I got this file. Like, what do I get? I'm like, I'm going to send you an iPad mini. That's your bug bounty. Thank you very much. And they're like, well, did, did you, did you put something on my computer? I'm like, you'll never know. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy the mini. No, you know, what's oh, funny is there's, there's a lot good. of precedent for that type of deception though. And the one that comes to mind immediately is Hollywood when there are really high level like Avengers Endgame or Star Trek movies where there's a plot points, often the the different you know groups and teams will get scripts that have just the slightest variation uh in either like the the one I think of Star Trek is the name of the ship. It was like this ship comes in and if that data got leaked online they would know exactly which crew to go look at because it was such a superfluous detail, but one that they could immediately key in on. And it's a lot like the Macron campaign. You put all that data in there and they're like, if you're sharing that, then we know what mailbox you got that out of. And we That's can That's the way to do it. Canary token <laughs> every one of your users. And then when they, you know, when Kaspersky or whoever exfiltrates the data, you'll know how <laughs> it happened. Also, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. I was just dreaming of meow mix. All right. <laughs> well, folks, let's wrap it up a little bit early. It's Halloween and there's candy and kids and joy and merriment and, you know, like cauldrons that Bronwyn's got to get to, which, by the way, that's like the only time of the year I can say that to her. And it's like, okay, you know, it's like, why don't you get to your cauldron? Double, double toil and trouble. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. And we will see you next week. <laughs>